Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One of my favorite people in the business, Jared Greenberg, NBA on TNT, joining me now. Remember, Crunch Time, the NBA's only whip-around show, is back Monday night. Jared and NBA champion Shannon Fry take you to the biggest moments of the night as they happen live. You can watch exclusively on the NBA app. That's Monday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 5.30 out here on the West Coast. It is excellent, as is Mr. Greenberg, who is here now. Jared, what's up, bud? What's up, man? Appreciate the plug there, trying to get awareness out for uh, this passion project I've been working on. It's it's those whip around shows are such good ideas. It's Thanks, it's man. such a good product. I love it. Um, Thank you. If you had been whipping around last night, you would have been whipping yep. to a beatdown on my god, man. I mean, look, I I know the Celtics are good, and I know it's a single game, and I know Chris Paul just gotten back, blah blah. But how good, to your eye, Jared, is this Boston team right now? It's it's been unbelievable, Bill. I appreciate you having me on. As, as always, love talking with you. But yeah, this the Celtics team. Like I, I've said it for years, and I truly believe it. Like in, in team sports, particularly the NBA, it, it truly feels like you need to have that motivation, that that taste, that bitter taste in your mouth of defeat to motivate you. We saw it with you know the Spurs years ago, losing a heartbreaker with that Ray Allen shot to Miami. You know, we saw it more recently uh, with Milwaukee, how they've lost in the playoffs over the years and came back to win a championship. And and now with this Boston team, like I'm not ready to declare that they're going to win a championship, but you'd be out of your mind right now if you didn't think, A, the Celtics are the favorite, and B, Jason Tatum is, is the leader right now for MVP. Yeah, that is such a great point. Jared Greenberg here on the show. I love that. I love how failure is such a motivator for success. Yeah. Um, I'm working on a story about the, about the Miami Heat right now, Jared. I'm trying to. And I visited with their, their GM, um, Andy Ellsberg, a couple days ago. Might have been today or yesterday. God, I'm so turned around. I'm working all the time. And he was talking about th- that exact concept and how the ball has to bounce the right way and the Heat beat the Spurs in one of those finals. And the Spurs literally had pictures of, of that series up in their locker room at times to motivate them to make that that next run. So you're in, in the Celtics heartbroken last year in the finals, so close against the Warriors. The Warriors this year, and it's early, and last year's Celtics team that made the finals were, were, were very pedestrian at this point, but the Warriors have been so disappointing, and, and in a very embarrassing way they lost yesterday with, with their stars sitting out. But it is December. Where are you at in just trying to take everything we know about them this year and in years past and believing or not believing they're going to figure it out by April? Yeah, a couple of different things with the Warriors. Number one, I'm disappointed that the younger guys have not taken that step and that the bench has not been that supporting cast that the Warriors are used to. But I think, you know, we've got to recognize just how young and inexperienced they are on top of the fact that they haven't played with each other in these roles before. Um, I am not worried about the Warriors. I still think 
you know, in a kind of weird Western conference right now, like, I don't feel great about it, but I still feel like they have as good of a shot as anyone to come out of the Western conference. Number one, when you look at some of the advanced numbers, and I'm not like this hardcore analytics guy, but I do believe in certain things. And the data shows you very clearly that when the Warriors starting five is on the court, they're the best five-man group in the NBA, and it's not even close. And that's better than the Celtics. So what the Celtics have right now is incredible depth and a superstar that's playing out of his mind and this continuity factor. The Warriors, despite the fact that they've won a championship and they've you know, won all of these championships in the past, they're still plugging in a lot of new guys, and not just new guys, but really, really young guys. I, I feel good about this Warriors team, and I think that ultimately as the season progresses and this marathon that we go through, they're going to be just fine. Now, I predicted before the season they'd finish number one in the West. Maybe they don't finish one in the West, but I don't know that there's many teams that are more prepared, especially when you talk about shortened benches, shortened rotations, playing in a seven-game series, going through that. I trust the Warriors starting five more than I trust most other core groups in the Western Conference right now. Jared, it's early days, but if you had to throw out a casual list that, that nobody would hold against you because it's December, sure. whatever it is, 8th today, of the teams you think have a legitimate chance to come out of the Western Conference, how many teams would you put on that list? I'm with you. I put Warriors 1 right now, but it feels yeah. like there's more than in the past for me. Yeah, I mean, like for me, the, the, the most confusing one is the Clippers, right? Like I was ready right. to throw them right in the mix this year. And they have not been very good. And, and the primary reason for that is, the, the again, lack of continuity every night. You don't know who's going to show up to the games. And, and, and I always go into this thing, and I talk about this with you every year once we get into April and into the postseason. It's like you, you, there's not this, like, switch that teams flip where you go from night in, night out over an 82-game season where you don't know if your stars or important role players are going to play, and then all of a sudden you get to the playoffs and like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll play every game now. Like, it just doesn't happen that way. And there's a reason why the regular season is meaning. And, and yeah, we've lost a lot of the integrity of the regular season. I wish the NBA would, would find ways to add more value to the regular season and hold these guys accountable to play and make it meaningful. Uh, but the bottom line is they haven't. And a team like the Clippers right now, like they're not just going to flip a switch and all of a sudden put their – core group together come April 15th or whatever and and be this powerful unit that we thought they would be. I, I think the teams to watch right now, I, I still think Denver, even though they've had some awful, awful losses, it feels like these kind of losses are good for a team like Denver. Michael Malone is one of the best motivators in the NBA, and I feel like he will find a way to kind of um, bring his guys together and use these as teaching moments. But right now in the West, I mean, Phoenix, I think you still got to throw them in there by default just for the fact that there's not as many power teams as you thought. And I love the fact that Devin Booker is an MVP candidate right now. So, you know, for me, probably Golden State, um, Phoenix, Denver, and, and, and I want to hold out hope on the Clippers, but I don't feel great about it. Um, no, I'm, I think that's my. I think that's my list too. I'm, 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 I mean, it's a, it, there's a lot of question marks, but if things go well for the Clippers, Jared, I, I think – I mean, I've just seen the Kawhi Leonard story when he's healthy, right? I've just I've seen right. I've, I've seen that story several times. Uh, talking to Jared Greenberg, NBA on TNT here on the show. 
obviously there's been some drama in the in the place where you happen to live in, in beautiful Atlanta, Georgia, yeah. with that Hawks team and with Trey Young. And full disclosure, I've written about this before and I've written about it in the last few days, just the concerns that Trey has not won over that locker room the way that he needs to. And it certainly seems like, Jared, and people I've talked to have certainly said that that, that story, that leak about Trey Young having a, a little bit of a petulant moment perhaps with his head coach came from the locker room. Um, it's just a lot to digest. For for you, level of concern with Trey Young's leadership, with what's going on in Atlanta, is how high or how low? Yeah, yeah so we, we throw around the word leadership a lot in, in sports, and we just have this expectation that the best player or the face of the franchise is also going to be the rah-rah guy, the guy who uh, you know brings the team together and you know is, is the guy that guys look to. Um, I, I have heard on more than one occasion from inside that locker room that, that nobody dis or I should say I shouldn't say nobody, but people generally speaking don't dislike Trey Young. He's a very likable guy, but he's also a quiet guy. He's not the rah-rah guy. He's not going to be the guy that speaks up or confronts a teammate when, when somebody needs to be held accountable. And I also, this is a guess, he probably doesn't like to be held accountable because he doesn't want to do that to other people. Um, I think that he's got such a special and unique talent, the way he plays, the way he has won games, particularly high-level playoff games in great environments. It's probably difficult to balance all that right now for them because of how young and, and even though he's had these big moments in his career, he's not been around that long. Um, I think hopefully this is a learning moment for Trey Young. I, I, you know, this is a difficult situation, but a guy like Trey Young needs to be held accountable. There's no doubt about it. And it's just going to be interesting to see who does it. Because like I said, if, if the guy who is not the guy holding your, your, your organization accountable is not the face of your franchise, well, then does it get respected by the other guys? Like, can, can the fifth or sixth man on the roster be able to do that? And I think one of the more interesting aspects of this team this year is let's, let's say you want to call DeJounte Murray their second best player. I, I think it's been fair to say he's actually been their best player this year. But, but let's just call him, for, for lack of better terms, he's their second best player on the roster. We were told publicly and privately, how excited Trey Young was to have DeJounte Murray join the roster over the summer. Everybody you spoke to in that organization said Trey Young supported this 100% without any hesitation. Can DeJounte Murray be a guy who's not the most vocal guy in the world to begin with? Can he now assume that role and get the respect of the rest of the locker room by holding Trey accountable? It sucks that you got to put this on DeJounte Murray, but ultimately it's got to come from the locker room that they hold everybody accountable. Talking to Jared Greenberg here on the show. Jared, we've seen, I don't have to close my eyes and imagine what a Hawks run would look like, what, what, whether that's possible. We saw that a few years ago in that run to the Eastern Conference Finals. Where are you at on the idea that this Atlanta team can, let's compare them to Cleveland. I know Cleveland hasn't even made that run yet, but can get to a point where we really believe that they can consistently be, not maybe the best team in the Eastern Conference, but in that top four conversation and competitive and dangerous for, for several years consecutively. Yeah, well, let, let's just make this clear. I'm, I'm sure you agree with me, but I just want to throw it out there so it doesn't get misconstrued. There are, there's, there's, there's like three different levels right now in the Eastern Conference, and, and the, the most clear defined level is that you have Boston and Milwaukee. And, and the craziest part about those two teams being at the upper echelon is they have 
incredibly vital pieces that have not played for them this season. Now, Chris Middleton just came back a couple games ago, and he's played, what, two games so far. And Robert Williams, who I actually think, even though Marcus Smart won Defensive Player of the Year, I think the most important defensive player on the Boston Celtics has been Robert Williams, and he's not played a game this year, right? So there's that level. And then there's that next level of teams, which right now includes Cleveland. And uh, you know what? I've been surprised by Cleveland. I I did the Cleveland-Laker game on TNT the other night and was incredibly impressed. And I think Donovan Mitchell is playing the best basketball of his career, and he's playing at at a level that surprises us who watched him closely in Utah because at times he became a chucker, a volume shooter who was not efficient, who was looking to play hero ball. He's yep. not doing that anymore, and it's he's wild. A he's a think. different player. He's a totally different player. He's taking yeah. as many shots as he did in Utah, and he's having the most efficient year, scoring you know, at a rate that's incredible among the leading scorers in the NBA right now. So he's having the best year of his career, and it's not even close. Um, I, I, I'm not ready to put Atlanta. So I had, coming into the season, I had Cleveland and Atlanta kind of at the bottom of the pack. I, I had them as like seven and eight in the Western Conference, and when it shakes out, maybe they still are there. But right now, it just feels like like, like they're going in different directions. Um, even though Atlanta's, you know, I, I, if I'm going to call out Denver for having a horrible loss the other day, i got to call out the fact that Atlanta won an incredible game against Denver without Trey Young. But, but I, I, I'm, I still want to see more of both of these teams. I still want to get to Christmas a couple of weeks away before I really feel good about any one of these teams. But it just feels like what – you know, I know you asked me about Atlanta, but I just want to harp on on Cleveland for a second because it's a rare breed these days. They are building around a young core while simultaneously utilizing veterans in very important, not just leadership roles, but on-court roles. And there's a balance of that roster that is so unique to the NBA right now that I think is actually the blueprint to how you should build a roster that you hope is sustained success over a long period of time. Yeah, I, I just I love Cleveland. I, I'm partial to that Cavs team. I, I think Kobe Altman's done an amazing job, and I, I didn't foresee. I thought Donovan Mitchell was going to be, Jared, the perfect fit come the playoffs when you just sometimes need guys to go get buckets, right. win a couple games offensively on, on your own, on their own. I didn't see this, but I, I – now, my wife's from Ohio – and like you, I've spent so many, it feels like, years of my life in Cleveland covering LeBron James that I just like that community. I'm from a place like it in Dubuque, Iowa. So I, I want them to be good, right? Sometimes that impacts what you want, impacts what you see. But I I love Cleveland and the defensive effort they've given and everything they're doing. Jared Greenberg here on the show. Remember, it, Crunch Time is the NBA's only whip-around show Monday night. On the NBA app. Check it out Monday night. Jared, NBA champion Channing Fry are going to take you to the biggest moments of the night as they happen live. It is it is a great, great experience, NBA fans. And you can watch it exclusively on the NBA app. That is Monday. It's 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. If you're out here on the West Coast like me, it is 5.30 in the evening. Uh, my friend, Jared Greenberg, as always, buddy, having you on is an absolute treat, man. Love you, man. Thank you so much for having me on, Bill. You too, pal. I'll hit you up next time I'm in Atlanta, buddy. Yes, sir. Jared Greenberg. Dude is, is such a good guy. Has worked his ass off. Uh, so much success. NBA on TNT. NBA TV. Check out the Whip Around Show. Big fan. Love Jared. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 